little tag team up here. <laughs> uh, before we start, let's just pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for everything that you're doing tonight, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for all the people that are here tonight, Lord. I ask, Lord God, that you just prick their hearts, Father God. Just give them ears to hear what you're saying, Father. Give them deeper revelation, Father God, of your love and your word. Father God, use me, speak through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody, get ready, get ready, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Tell somebody, get ready, get ready, get ready. (laughs) So the world teaches us that if we are to become anything, we must first be qualified. Like, really, we can't even do hair without getting some kind of certification. We can't be a barber. We can't braid hair. We can't serve food without having some kind of qualification. Um, we, we know that if we're to become a, a doctor, that we first have to go to school. We got to go to med school. We got to go to graduate school. We got to have some kind of degree, something that proves that we, we know what we're doing. So today I'm going to be talking about how we can be qualified for what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to be giving you a lot of scriptures, well, a few scriptures. So if you don't have a Bible, just take notes. Just write down the the scriptures. And the first scripture that we're going to be going to is Acts chapter 7 and verse 22. And it reads, Moses was educated in all wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. Moses was educated in all wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. So what this verse is telling us is that Moses fit the description. Like we get those text messages at Eastern, like we, we see something like this person fits the description, he's six foot, um, he's a good speaker, he's all these things, he fits the description. Moses is what you, in this scripture, Moses is what you consider a natural born leader. He was powerful in speech and action. He was able to talk. He was eloquent. He had power. He could get whatever he was saying he could do. Doesn't that sound like somebody God would use? Somebody powerful in speech and action? So let's go to what actually happened when God actually chose Moses for what he wanted him to do. We can go to Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant. I have never been eloquent, neither in past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Now, I just read you two verses in the Bible that just gave you two different versions of Moses. One said that Moses was powerful in speech and action. And then Moses is saying himself that I stutter. (laughs) So what happened here, what what happened here is is Moses is talking to God. And God is telling Moses, like, I want you, I want to choose you. I'm calling you for something great. 
And Moses is telling back to God, Lord, don't choose me. I stutter. (laughs) So Moses disqualified himself. And I want to stop right here because I want to tell you a testimony. I want to tell you a dream that I had. It was real powerful. It happened a few years ago. And it wasn't like I was just praying and asking God, Lord, give me a dream. I was just doing my everyday thing. I was um, hanging out with my family. I was actually on vacation when this happened to me. And God gave me this dream. And in this dream, some of you may have heard this before, but in this dream, I was walking in a funeral home. And as I'm walking, I see a funeral taking place, and I see a body, like the casket. The, the body is in the casket, and I see a casket is laid out. It's a whole bunch of people at this funeral. And so I'm just walking. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. Like, whose funeral is this? And something just pulled me over to the person. And so as I gravitated to this person, I looked at him and I touched him. And immediately when I touched this person, the eyes popped open. She looked at me. Somebody who was dead just woke up. I raised somebody from the dead in my dream. God gave me a dream of me raising people from the dead. That's powerful, ain't it? But as time went by, I started to think like, Lord, I'm not about to raise nobody from the dead. (laughs) Like, who funeral was I at? I don't even know this person. (laughs) Like, that can't be me. And that's the same, we do the same thing Moses did. Whenever God give us something, whenever pastors speaking to us about how we supposed to raise the dead, we supposed to heal the sick, whenever, whenever God gives us something good, the first thing we do, we say, oh, that's good. That ain't me. I can't do that. I really can't do that. I can't raise nobody from the dead. And so I told myself this over and over again, and I realized that what I was doing, I was literally rejecting the plan of God. What God gave me, I said, I don't want it. You have it. You take it. So let's keep reading. Let's keep moving. And let's go to Exodus chapter 4, verse 11. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes, the, who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Isn't that I, the Lord? The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Isn't that I, the Lord? So as we stop here, what this scripture is saying, that God, God actually took credit for what Moses considered a fault. God wanted to use Moses because he stuttered. And a lot of times we have so many things that we think we feel disqualify us, and God is actually taking credit for it. Like, yeah, you might not be tall, but I want to use somebody short. Like, God is really taking credit for everything that we think is a weakness. So let's keep moving. Exodus chapter 4, verse 12. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. This is God telling Moses, I will help you speak and teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. (laughs) But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send somebody else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. Moses asked God if he could send somebody else. Moses, God was actually speaking to Moses, and Moses said, Lord, just send somebody else. 
unbelief is a sin. Our lack of faith angers God. Unbelief is a sin. Our lack of faith angers God. Whenever God puts a thought, a dream, a vision, whenever he gives us something and he a- he's asking us for a yes and we give him a no, we literally abort his mission. We literally hold up the kingdom of God. God can only use people. He's unlimited power. He has unlimited power. He's able to do anything that he wants. But if anything is to happen on this earth, he has to use people. So when we say no to God, we literally stop his move. Amen. Let's go to Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 and 8. And this is the Lord talking to Moses. And the Lord said to them, Now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself in visions. I will speak to them in dreams. I'm going to read that again. And, And I, the Lord, said to them, Now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself in visions. I will speak to them in dreams. But not with my servant Moses. Of all my house, he is the one that I trust. I speak to him face to face. Clearly, not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. What this verse is saying, that it's not like God just speaks to Moses, that he just whispers in his ear. Moses had a relationship with God where he actually saw God face to face. Another translation of this scripture says, Moses saw the form of God. So, can you stand up? This is God. Moses saw God. Moses saw the form of God. So it wasn't like he was just hearing God speak to him. Moses was seeing God speak to him. And yet he still rejected God. So in this scripture, as we just saw, Moses saw God face to face. I don't know about you, but my mind automatically jumped to, like, what did Moses do to see God? Like, what was it about him that that literally drew God to reveal himself to him in that way, to see the form of God? What was it about Moses? What made Moses so special? And so for that, all we got to do is stay in the same chapter and go up three verses to Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. And it reads, Moses was very humble, more humble than any person on the earth. That's in the word. (laughs) Moses was very humble, more humble than any person on the earth. So if you didn't get it, Moses was humble. (laughs) More humble than anybody on the earth. Moses was, is what I like to call perfectly weak because Moses knew his limitations. He knew after, after God started to use him, Moses knew that he stuttered. He knew that he had issues. He knew that he just needed God, but it didn't matter because he had God. To be humble is to be obedient, to remove pride and submit to God's will. So 
To be humble is to be obedient. So anytime you see humble, it means obedience. It's the same thing. It's the same concept. To remove pride and submit to God's will. Somebody who's, somebody who's not humble won't submit. Somebody who has pride won't do what God is calling them to do. They won't care. So with that, I want to turn to our, our best example of what humility looks like, and that's Jesus. And so we can turn, turn to John 5 and verse 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus was our ultimate example of what it means to be humble. Jesus was a servant. He only did what he saw his father doing. He only did what God or the Holy Spirit allowed him to do. He never did anything of himself. And that's how we have to become. We have to be humble servants. God has not called us to be leaders. And I know some people is looking like, what did you talk about? God has not called us to be leaders. God has not called us to be leaders. God has called us to be servants. Servants don't have to be eloquent. They don't have to be talented. They don't have to fit the description. Servants don't have to be tall. They don't have to be short. Servants just have to be two things. They have to have two characteristics. Servants must be willing and obedient. I'll say it again. Servants must be willing and obedient. You hear all the time, um, especially like with Kimani speak, that fire falls on sacrifice, right? Fire falls on sacrifice. And I just gave you two characteristics. You must be willing and obedient. To be willing is to sacrifice. To be willing is to stay up all night and pray. To be willing is to get out your comfort zone and worship. To be willing is to go lay hands on the sick. To be willing is to go raise the dead. To be willing is to do everything that God wanted you to do. To be obedient is the same thing. To be obedient is to do nothing of your own. To be obedient is to do exactly what God told you to do and nothing more. So while sacrifice, fire falls on sacrifice, obedience creates the fire that falls on sacrifice. To be, we must be willing and obedient. So I want to turn to Isaiah 66 and verse 2. And I'm not going to read the whole verse. I just want to focus on the second part. And it reads, these are the ones that I look for. These are the ones that I look on with favor. And this is God talking. Those who are humble, contrite in spirit, and who tremble at my word. These are the ones that I look on with favor. These are those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. That's what Moses was. Moses was humble. Moses trembled at God's word. It might not have happened when he first got called, but after God started to speak to him, after God gave him the command, Moses did exactly what God told him to do because Moses knew that he was weak. Moses knew his limitations. Moses was humble. 
Moses needed God. He had to have God. If Moses didn't have God, it would have been a wrap. And think about all the things that Moses did. Moses freed a whole people, a whole race from slavery. Moses saw the the Red Sea split. I don't know about y'all, but if I was to see a puddle on the street split, I would just be like, wow. (laughs) Or if I could see somebody walk in the rain and not get wet, like that would be amazing. That's what, that's the things that Moses saw. And I'm closing with this. If we can go to 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, verse 27 and 29. But God chose the foolish things of this, of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame, to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. These are the people that God is looking for. Not the people who want to be in the front. Not the people who want to be up here with the mic. God is looking for the people who want to just be humble. Who want to be in the congregation listening, soaking up everything that God is saying. God is looking for the people who are willing to put in the work who are willing to hear his word and not to be doers of his word and not just hearers. God is looking for people who tremble at his word. Amen. Amen. So when we first started out, we approached life thinking about what we have to offer. And we boasted in our strength. We, we thought that if we were good singers that we would make it. Or if we were smart in school that we would make it. Or if we got this degree, that we will make it. That this degree will show that we here, that we established. We trusted in our own skills to be successful. But it's our pride and self-confidence that actually keep us from hearing God's voice. So when we're asking God to speak to us, and yet we're so caught up in ourselves, like, I'm this, I'm that. Like, God has to use me because I'm this person. God is not looking for talented people. God is looking for people who are available, people who want to be used, people who want to be obedient. And the, sum, the summary of my message is God can use anybody, and yet he still wants to use everybody. All we have to do is be willing and obedient. That's all we have to be. He's not telling us that we have to be anything more than who we are. All we have to do is be able to, to submit, to his, submit to his plan to submit to his will, and literally let God use us. If we think about it, Moses was a murderer. How many people would here murder somebody? How many people think that God would use a murderer? That's the person that God decided to use. The person that was willing and obedient. Give God praise. We could do better than that. Let's stand and thank God for the words that just went forth. Hallelujah. That was an awesome message. Hallelujah, Jesus. Once again, it surprised me again. He spoke like he was doing this for years, and I thank God for Brother Jerry. Let's give God one more hand for our brother. You know, there's two messages tonight. One was on Revelation. And the second message was on qualification. I think that's 
very important that they talked about revelation and qualification. I think the revelation that we got tonight is that everyone here is qualified to do the will of God. Amen. What do I mean by that? If you're willing, like Jerry said, if you're willing and you're humble, if you're obedient and you're humble, you're willing to do the works. What are you? What is that saying? And it's saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm available, Lord. Lord, it's not about me. It ain't about what I can't do because that's pride in itself. Saying, telling God who created you, who's asking us to do something, telling him what we can't do. As this young, we were talking about the young generation, as men of God from today and from yesterday are going on home, it's going to take a young generation to step up and to fill those shoes. God is looking for us to come together as young people, as a corporate body, to do the works to, to fulfill his will in this generation. Amen. You know, sometimes we look at everything that's going on in this world, all the evil, all the chaos, all of this. We ask God, why do we have to be born in this day and age? Well, you know, it came to find out something. God knew you, you were going to be here in this generation. Am I right? It's not no mistake that you're here. So if he put you here, it's because you have what it takes to save this world. You have what it takes to make a difference in this generation. You have what it takes to shed light in the darkness. And with that being said, let's just all lift our hands to the heavens. And I, I just encourage anyone as the praise team sings, as we just worship God just for a few minutes, hallelujah. Anyone that has anything that they want to lay on the altar right now, hallelujah. Anybody who wants, who didn't know they were qualified before tonight, that wants to just ask God to just push them and to just take them to another level in him. Who wants to know God more? Hallelujah. Brother Johnny talked about revelation of who God is. How he was in church for years. Hallelujah. How he thought he was saved at that point. But he really didn't know who God was. But God revealed himself as he, after he just submitted everything to him. Hallelujah. After he just gave up his entire will. Hallelujah. He found out, hallelujah, who God really was and that he was qualified. Is there anyone tonight that just wants to receive prayer for that reason? Hallelujah. You can come at this time. God is here tonight. Hallelujah. God is available to you. Hallelujah. You may not feel qualified, but it's not about you. Hallelujah. It's about him. He's the one who qualified us. He's the one who paid the ultimate price so that we could be qualified. None of us here are qualified in our own esteem, in our own works. It's only him. If that's you at this time, you can come forth. Hallelujah. Let's just all lift our hands to the heaven with all our eyes closed. Hallelujah. Everyone repeat after me. Hallelujah. Say, Lord. Say, Lord. Lord, I am here. Lord, I submit to your will. Lord, I know. That it's going to take me to be a willing and a humble servant in this day and time to establish your will, to establish your kingdom on this earth. Lord, I make myself available to you in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. You want me? 